jungle Four monkeys went fishing That is, till their trip went awry One's a cushion and one's a chimpanzee The other baboon, the last a blue monkey Leaving their homeland, stepping away into time North end, the walked Like when the like the baby's half awake and you slap it on the head and it goes like <laughs> Okay, oh my God. that is that is better baby noises cold open. Were you the loud like one? That. Was that you the loud No, one? that wasn't me. I don't know who that was. Who was that? that was Harrison. I don't know. You know, we can we can spin the bottle and play the blame game. I don't know who it was. That's that um, offer yeah. training right there. But uh, <laughs> hey, everyone! <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our baby crying cold open. <laughs> this is Jungles and Dragons. You wouldn't know from that, but this is Jungles and Dragons, an actual play podcast, D and D podcast about four monkeys who could transport it to the Forgotten Realms and go on an adventure to save their monkey friends. I'm Harrison. This is the first episode of this we've recorded in forever. So if things seem a little off today, like, for example, if you start hearing babies <laughs> crying or something, <laughs> cold open. that's why. <laughs> baby noises. Okay, okay Ethan, Ethan, yeah, Ethan. Okay, ooh, what's up, guys? It's me, Ethan, coming back on the show. Here I am, playing Paul Bean as the Paladinite Chimp. And this week's funny, funky monkey fact is, what is our character's favorite TV shows? Now, I thought long and hard about this for the few seconds that I just found out about this topic. <laughs> um, and I gotta say, Paul Venus's favorite little program is the Antique Roadshow. Paul Venus likes looking at all the nice, all the nice vases and paintings, and he's like, wow, that costs that much, huh? That, that's really cool. Wow. You know, it's, it's just, it's, it's brainless fun. And he just really likes looking at the the neat little knickknacks and, and antiques, you know? It's just peaceful. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> nice. Thanks, Ethan. <clears throat> Hi. I'm August. This week I'll be playing Spoons Rango. Uh, and I will be the understudy for Ani the Baboon. Uh, Spoons Rango is a blue monkey, wizard, uh, and, and his favorite TV show is... Uh, well, a long time ago, uh, his friend Ani recommended him uh, <laughs> that he go and, and, and give Peaky Blinders a shot, and he really, he really took it to heart. He, he loves yeah. the Tom, Tommy Shelby's rise and grind attitude. He really pulls himself up by his bootstraps, and he feels like anyone can make it from the bottom to the top if they just try hard enough. 
And he, uh, he actually walks around wearing a, a flat cap uh, recently because he's just so into it. And he goes like, hey, uh, pass me the, the cereal by order of Spoon's Rango. <laughs> Am I right? That's kind of how he does things. Yeah, uh, that's really funny. Hey, thanks. Thanks, bro. That was really good, August. I really appreciate that. Hey, guys. That was really freaking epic. Yeah, it was really great. Hey, guys. Gabe here, the official voice actor for Eugene T. Monkey, level 5 Mountain Dwarf fighter that's also a level 1 Hexblade and old Capuchin Monkey. Eugene's favorite TV show is Squid Game because he just really relates to that old man character. He just, he yeah. just really relates to that. <laughs> did, <laughs> just, did, he, did he see the ending by chance? Oh yeah. I mean, he's, he saw the ending. Also, uh, Eugene doesn't realize that the whole thing is about capitalism. He doesn't realize that. He just thinks it's a fun show about games. He's like, he's like Tim Pool. <laughs> he's like Tim Pool. He thought, he thought it was about how communism was bad. Yeah. Good old Eugene. That's true. Alright. Okay. Uh, this yeah. kid didn't go out as planned. Go out, Dick. Um, I'm, 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 <laughs> what do you mean? What was the, what was your plan here? I don't know. I thought I I I guess it's not as comedy inducing as I thought it would be. <laughs> I thought Antique Roadshow's funny. Come on. Antique Roadshow's Antique Roadshow is pretty funny, but talking about it was not as funny as I thought it would be. <laughs> Roadshow is funny. Damn, alright. Back, alright. You know, not yeah. everything has to be a joke, Harrison. We're serious. Yeah. We're, these yeah, are serious we, characters. Yeah, we do serious stuff here sometimes. Not everything has to be ha ha ha, poo 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 poo. Uh, sometimes. Uh. You know, we are sort of the, the critical role of monkey podcasts. Exactly. Yeah, we have a reputation to keep up, alright? Alright, so, okay. How many times has Nick gotten interrupted before going <laughs> in the show? Like every other episode. Yeah. We, we, we don't um, respect Nick. I'm Nick. Fuck I'm playing, you, Nick. Fuck you, August. I'm playing Ani the Babu, and uh, Ani's favorite TV show is Ted Lasso because he thinks it's the only thing that can bring America together in these <laughs> trying times. You happy, Harrison? You happy? You uh, happy about? Yeah. That? It's, 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 so we, we, it's Ted Lasso is sort of a centrist paradise, as Ethan says. <laughs> oh, when Ethan watches Ted Lasso, <laughs> he talks about how much of a centrist no, paradise no. it is. I'm with Ani. I love to come home after a long day at work, turn the politics off, yeah. and nice, watch a nice wholesome episode of Ted Lasso. I, I walk into my living room with my sunglasses on, like that Joe Biden gif with the eagle <laughs> wings behind him. <laughs> Grab the remote, you know, kick back, open like a open up a beer, just slam on some Ted Lasso. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I saw Mitt Romney dress up as Ted Lasso, I really I, th- I thought it was really cute and relatable. I really love how that. Mitt Romney knows how to turn the politics off, you know? <laughs> yeah. he knows how to bring America together. When he says his favorite meat is hot dog. <laughs> what? Is that a real thing? Yeah, someone interviewed Mitt Romney, they're like, what's your favorite meat? And he just went Hot dog. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a Steve Brown. I know. Uh, speaking of, I'm I'm Harrison. Uh, I'm the DM of this show. Uh, if I if it's like any TV show ever, my favorite probably is Steve Brule. I like Steve Brule quite a bit. It's a funny show. Uh, maybe I don't know. Barry's up there probably. That's a good. One. Uh, if if web series count, uh, on Batty. cinema is really good. I like on Ooh. cinema a lot. Uh yeah okay and see yeah that wasn't funny either um it was kind of cool 
kind of cool. Kind of let you like give you some perspective on like where my my twisted skew on life comes from. Something, we don't we don't need a joke. Um, Sometimes I just want to know more about you, Harrison. I don't yeah, need a joke yeah, all the time. right. I don't need this to is laugh sort of, this is sort of like Harrison's like get to know me corner, sort of like my fireside chat. Your M, uh, your AMA, right? My. My my Kev, my my uh not Kevin James what's that uh, what's the oh, other Kevin James, James Corden yeah Kevin James sort of, Kevin James sort of, Corden sort of my James Corden uh a, a Reddit AMA Kevin yeah, okay, James uh, Corden Holy Kevin, Kevin James Corden that that would be an unholy I just combination got shivers down my spine they, they should do like here comes the boom too but with James Corden yeah so let's start the episode <laughs> here comes the boom. If you will recall, last episode, Paul and Spoons, uh, you guys had a bit of a hallucination. You went on some spiritual journeys. Meanwhile, in the real world, the four of you, in addition to the Xanathar, Beauregard Venus, and Townmaster Dickerson, were tumbling down the side of the snowy mountain, the backside of the plateau that overlooks Howl. And um, you tumbled through the snow, and um, you finally wake up. Uh, the next day, it's it's midday on your fifth day here in Howl, and uh, Paul, you are the first one to awake. Oh, uh, you um, you you sort of burst out of the snow. Uh, it's, it's day out, and the um, the wind of the snowstorm has finally died down. Uh, Paul Venus looks around. He goes, "Oh my god, what the fuck happened? Oh my god." As you uh, as you stretch and as you um, you rub your eyes, sort of, and as you rub the back of your aching head, uh, Paul, you feel this sort of divine sense that you haven't felt before, and these like divine powers that you've been using as a paladin, you finally can like sense a source of this power. Whatever um, whatever you experienced the previous night. With yeah. the the old man and the big fish, your power is stemming from that. It seems to you that you have found your deity. Uh, Actually, if you uh, if you reach into your pocket and fumble mm-hmm. around a little, there's something in there that wasn't there before. It's a big scale, like a big fish or lizard scale, and it's this bright, like platinum. Whoa! It's so beautiful. Look at that. You kind of see the reflection in Paul Venus's eyes. It's glistening and gleaming. Oh, wow. Ugh. Wait a minute. I remember one thing. Paul Venus slowly unsheathes his sword from his prison pocket. <laughs> he looks at the sword. He says, uh, I will never hurt anyone ever again. And he throws the sword into the snowstorm. Well, there's no more snowstorm, but you you throw the sword all away. Oh, that's part okay, of the psychosis. Away. He thinks there's still so, snowstorm. No, yeah, yeah I. <laughs> it's such an intense moment. He sees snow around him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and and are you throwing away your rapier as well, or just the um, just your big paladin sword? At first, he throws away the big paladin sword, and he's like, uh, "Oh yeah, rapier!" And he just like he pulls it out. It's like a sort of like a slide whistle, whoop, right out of his ass, and then he throws it. You throw that away too. Yep. Okay. Um. <laughs> 
so as these two swords are flying through the air, I think they they bonk spoons and awning on the head, and Boom. then conti- they continue to to roll down the side of the mountain into the snow below. But uh, spoons and awning, the two of you are now wit. Hey, look! Someone dropped two swords. Oh, nice free sword. Let's go get those swords, man! Come on, <laughs> run after the No, sword. don't touch those! Don't touch them! <laughs> What's what, what's going on, dude? How's it, what's, um, what's going on, dude? How's it going? Are you are you trying to get to the swords, or is that just a bit? No, I guess I I guess I went to start running, and then uh, Paul screamed at me. Say no, no, no! Don't pick those swords up. I am never using them again. We're gonna leave them here, and I'm never fighting again. Can okay. I use them again? Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Honey, free swords! Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, Just don't ahead. give it to me. All right, spoons and Ani, give me an athletics check to <laughs> run down the side of the mountain and run back up with the swords. Oh my god! Um, how does a sixteen sit with you? Yeah, sixteen will work. What about, what did you get, Ani? Oh, a natural twenty. Oh my god! Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, monkey. Ani, you grab the rapier, spoons, you grab the longsword. These swords are now in your possession, and you're, you're, you manage to get back up the mountain to where Paul and Eugene is. Speaking of, Eugene, you're starting to wake up now, along with the townmaster, Beauregard, and uh, the Xanathar. And you can, um, you can see sort of uh, a little bit further up the mountain, not too far from you, is a big cave. And um, the townmaster says, Ah, shit! That's Mad Meg's cave. You know the old woman in town? Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, I know her. The old crazy hag, yeah. Uh, Eugene bolts up from the snow and he just like... <laughs> shakes his face a couple times and cleans off his glasses. Eugene, you're just like a Looney Tune. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm pretty funny and small and relatable. And he stands up and he cracks his back a couple times. Just... <laughs> cracks his hip a couple times. <laughs> Just Man, what's going on here, boys? You look older than usual. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's all the white flakes of snow. Makes yeah. it makes it real. It's real funny. You could still kick your ass, though. Oh, <clears throat> kind of shimmies okay. his shoulders a bit. I'm not fighting anymore. I don't want to fight. I want to fight nobody. Wait, what? What are you, what are you saying there, Paul? You saying I'm done. You're, you're... I'm done. I did. I done. I done did it. I, I I talked to God. I talked to God. God spoke His holy word to me. God of fishing. My God! Oh wow! Ah, I'm glad to see your see, religious man. This, Maybe we'll look go. at this scale. Look. look at this thing that I got. I pull it out. Um, can oh, I can see? I hold it? Can I hold it in my little hands? No, no, it's mine. Hands? It's mine. Mine. Mm. Mine. Is Beauregard well, awake? Did you say? Yeah, Beauregard's awake. He's he doesn't have anything plot relevant to say at the moment, though. However, Xanathar clears his throat. Oh yeah, he's here. Uh, Hi, Xanathar. He yeah, says, hey Xanathar, how you doing? What the f- you dang monkeys, what the fuck is going on? Why- why'd you pull me out of my castle? I'm a beholder, I could've killed the trolls! Did- you weren't? I could've! <laughs> you- 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 you grabbed me by my eye stock and ripped me out of my fortress. See, this is why I don't wanna trust you! You come to town, uh, my memory starts getting all foggy, and then you rip me out of my fortress. What do you even want from me? You just came to my castle and <laughs> fucked shit up! What do you even want from me? We came what to ask about, doing? um... Uh-oh. That dog! We came to ask about that fucking dog, dude! <laughs> A dog just ran- this is atmosphere. <laughs> 
<laughs> Whoa! <laughs> was that a snow wolf? Where the fuck did that go? <laughs> yeah, snow wolf bounced past. Uh, we came to ask about the town master's records, right? Right, guys? Yes. Sorry, it feels like it feels like it was a month ago, even though it was like a half hour ago. Yeah, I was on. This was a long trip that I just went on. <laughs> yeah, it was a. Well, we got to talk years. about the trips. Look, I vote. Um, I don't know if I if I trust you guys. And the the town master says, "Come on, Xanathar, you you trust me, don't you?" Uh, and he says, uh, "I don't know. Let's get let's get up to that cave and talk about it. Let's get out of the cold weather." The cold weather. <laughs> the cold uh, weather. Yeah. Know. What? Are you making fun of me now? Come on. Let's let's move your right. You're no. right. We gotta get I, I, out I, of I the cold weather. I'm just funny. wearing a toga right now, boys. I'm just wearing a toga. My tootsies are going crazy. Come on. All right. Let's go. Let's go. You know, you know, Thanos, Thanathor, it's my, my bad. I'm the one that pulled you out. You know, I kind of, you know, it was a heat of the moment kind of thing, you know? Give me a charisma check. Oh my god, why would you do this to me? Why would you Maybe. do this? Where is, where is my charisma? Why would you fucking do this to me? Why did you do this? Seven plus one. He, he says, uh, what, whatever. And uh, you can tell he's, he hasn't really accepted your apology. But you guys, you guys walk up to the, the cave and he floats. Uh, up to the cave, because he's a big flesh orb with several eyes. And um, you go into this cave, and there is a, a fireplace in here that looks like it's been put out recently. There is this table, uh, this this sort of sort of a ramshackled, uh, uh, scrappily put-together wooden table with a, a locked wooden box on top of it. And next to this box is a note scrawled out in this sort of messy handwriting. Uh, Mad Meg is not here. Mad, Mad Meg is Meg. not here. No. Uh, Beau- Beauregard um, says, I'll take care of the heat in here, fellas. And he starts uh, working at the fireplace. And he, he lights a sort of, sort of soft fire that fills the room with sort of this pleasant warmth. You know, we gotta think here. We gotta, you know, you know what always gets me thinking is... um. Is is mushrooms? You guys, you guys want a mushroom? I take out one of the mushrooms I picked. Oh yeah. back out there. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Mm. Paul, Paul starts smacking Paul. his lips. Mm, okay, sounds I, good I to give, me. I, yeah. I give one to Paul. Paul, you, you want one of these? Look, I, I grabbed <laughs> a, I grabbed a few up there. Here you go. Yeah. Ooh. Which one will this be? We <laughs> let's check. Uh, I'm gonna find out. Wait, boys, pass one to me over here, man. I'm getting kind of peckish. I only have three, but sure, here you okay, go. Okay, yeah, you use your, Okay, everyone, roll a d100. Um, Ani, are you taking one? No, I'm straight edge. Ani okay, straight so edge. J- just those two. Then I'm keeping one in my pocket. Four. Uh, Ethan, a four is a button mushroom. Uh, it causes you to enlarge. Ethan, uh, Paul, Paul Venus, Paul, Paul Venus grows one size larger. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> So you were a medium <laughs> creature, you are now a large creature, which oh, means like, like that's like fifteen foot, right? That's like 10, that, 15 uh, feet. Well well Paul was four feet to begin with. So guys like nine Paul, feet. You're you're like nine feet tall now. Uh, and you're also immune to concussions. <laughs> tall Venus, it's tall Venus. When you take damage, the spell is broken. Oh. Wait, we gotta Get protect Paul cause. I'm immune to concussions. Paul just <laughs> runs to the nearest building smashes his head in <laughs> oh, fuck. yo get the fuck out of here small fry what are you five nine get out of here you say that to <laughs> all of you <laughs> okay 
<laughs> Eugene, give me a, give me a, a D100. 60, 67. 67. That is Dwarven Fart. <laughs> what? Uh, as, so this, this, is not, this is not an ingestible mushroom. However, as soon as you bite down on it, Eugene, uh, it like pops and a green gas fills the room. Everyone give Whoa. me a constitution saving throw. Oh, what? Are you fucking kidding me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got seventeen. I got okay. a clean a clean eight. Six plus six, twelve. Plus, uh, eight. Okay. Okay. The Master, <laughs> uh, Beauregard, and the Xanathar are all fine. Everyone except Paul. Uh, you are poisoned. Um, <laughs> oh, I have resistance to poison. Uh, okay. So you're gonna take half damage then, right? Um, yeah. Everyone roll a 2d4 and take that much poison damage, Eugene. You can divide it by half. Oh, I y'all, never, I y'all never fucking get good weak. mushrooms. Y'all are weak. I, I I'm up here. Five, five damage. 15 feet tall. Okay. Three damage. <laughs> oh, man. Am I, am I bigger, guys? Am I bigger? Ah, look at me. Am I bigger? Nah, you just, you just made stinky mushroom, bro. Ah, man. <laughs> I sniff myself a bit. I'm saving the third one for the moment that it will derail Harrison's plans the most in the next fucking year. That was this. That was this right now. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. <laughs> so you guys, Tall Venus and Stinky Eugene <laughs> are here in this cave. Uh, there's a locked wooden box. There's a note. There's also the Xanathar who has some files that you want. Uh, you can do all of this in whatever order you want. Oh, fuck. Well, what do you think we should do, guys? Files. Hand them over. Yeah. Why, why would I? Why would I give you the files after you've done this to me? Look, why don't you tell me some way you can make it worth my while? He he squints one of his two eyelids together, so it makes it look like he's rubbing his fingers together if he has fingers. <laughs> Didn't you like the smell of that stinky fart? I hated it. <laughs> oh, Eugene did. stands forward with a bunch of green stink lines coming out of him. <laughs> what if we? Huh. What if we made a deal that didn't stink, huh? You want a deal that doesn't stink? I want a deal I cannot refuse. What if we gave you access to something uh, extra-dimensional, something kind of out of this world? We give you some sage, something that could give you sage Intergalactic planetary! <laughs> Another dimensional that, that galaxy! Well, it's a with them! This sounds very interesting, Eugene. My I, style is wild! <laughs> I can get down with this. What, tell me, pray tell, what is it that you are offering? <laughs> Eugene claps his hands a couple times and, Paul, give me that chest. My chest, uh, my chest, uh, you know, de-summoning. How do you, how do you feel about that? Give me, yeah. give me up the chest, Paul. Yeah, I got you. Picks it up by my, my thumb and my pointer finger, just pinches it. Here you go, little man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, big Paulie. Thank you. What is this? Some sort of demon summoning chest? That's very cool. Give me a give me a persuasion check with advantage, Gabe. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, persuasion with advantage. Roll. Fuck me. Oh wait, never mind. Five five plus one. Sixteen. Sixteen. He says, "All right, I'll tell you. I'll take this chest off your hands. Summon me some demons." No. Uh. He he um. 
he he moves over to the chest and his like fleshy orby body covered in these like folds of slimy oozing flesh one of these folds just sort of envelops the chest into it and then another fold goes like that and um a a, a, a little red file drips out of it and or a little red folder drips out of it and he says this is the only thing that was saved from the Talmaster's hall it looks like it had been assembled recently Spoons looks horrified at the chest getting taken away. <laughs> the town master sees this folder and he says, I, I do, I think I remember putting that together the night of the fire. I think. Is that why it's red? Because of the fire? I, probably not. Oh. Well, thanks for the, de- the deal, Xanathar. Hey, uh, t- uh, well, town master, why don't you read this for us, huh? Hey, get your focals on. Can, can you not read? Oh, oh, I guess. But, yeah, we, I mean, I can do it, right? I can open the folder and look at it. I feel like it would be more dramatic and maybe more like, like story-like if you did it. I can't. Sorry, read Eugene, words get your focus on. Now. <laughs> All right, every, <laughs> everyone gathers small. up behind me. At behind me, as I open up the file, and the golden light from the file starts to get in my face, <laughs> and I begin to read. <laughs> uh, you open the folder and. Inside the folder, there are three documents. The first is a census reporting from earlier in the year that says there are uh, about 3,000 citizens living in Hal. You know for a fact that there are not 3,000 people here. You have been walking around this town, and there is maybe a third of that, but even that is a stretch. The second document is a report on the disappearance of Ryan Milch a few months ago. You recall Ryan Milch was Dr. Glass's apprentice who disappeared a few months before you got here. And uh, oh, yeah. is Dr. Glass's suspicion that he stole the Book of Mind. You remember that? And the third document is uh, a report from 15 years ago on the death of a woman named Eva Fortner. Uh, she was trampled to death by horses, it seems, although the, the crime was not witnessed. Whoa. And the disappearance of her six-year-old daughter, Abby Fortner, that same night 15 years ago. Those are the three Jesus. documents in there. It's more like more like Abby Fortnite. You know what I'm saying, guys? Yeah, yeah I was thinking yeah, 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 the like same that. thing. Yeah. Oh, Annie, that was this is really you. You just cracked the case right open, man. I just just with that. Oh man. Um, Eugene begins to assemble a, a Pepe Silvia board on Paul's giant body, beginning oh. to kind of um. Hey, easy with those pushpins, little man. <laughs> Alright, don't worry, you can you can survive concussions. You can survive a little push pin here and there. Sure thing. Huh. But what does this all mean? Huh. What does this all mean? Oh okay, okay. So what what do we got, guys? Let's let's sit down in a circle and put our put our uh crisscross applesauce, get get that mm-hmm. get that going. Let, let's talk. Come on. So first thing, three thousand people. No way there's three thousand people here. Where did those no two, where did those two thousand go? Yeah. Well, I think you can chalk that up to the monster. The, the yeah, guy we can with chalk the hu- that up to the monster. That that's the the guy with the hilarious name the who we know dis- disappeared and s- mm-hmm. probably stole the book from Doctor Glass. Ryan Gosling, and, and whatever. Al- yeah. And also had the had the uh, had the the pendant, right? Yeah, Ani, you said you found that in the, in the cave yes. with all the worms and all the blue, all the white worms or whatever in there, right? They're, they're the like the white guys. worms. The white wriggling worms. The white worms. Now. Um, also, okay, the, the, this, I think we gotta address this, this horse situation. Well, what's the deal with this? What's the deal with maybe horse trampling? Maybe it's a cover-up. I think it's a cover-up. Yeah. 
I didn't see any horses. Did you? You guys seen any horses? I have not seen, seen a single horses. horse over here. You've seen you've seen a few horses. I, uh, I've seen, we've horses. seen a few horses. <laughs> At most five. At most. You rode in Dr. Glass's carriage earlier, so obviously there's horses there. So, uh, D- Deputy Fahrenheit had a really big horse that he rode on. So you've seen a few horses. Okay. So horses do it. Okay, so that well, means they could have get trampled. But, but, do we know but we know an abbey? I feel like an abbey is familiar. Do we know we don't know an abbey, do we? Uh you have not met an abbey in town. Uh and a six-year-old over this kid. Six, six years old, 15 years ago. Okay. I... That means 15 years. That would mean she'd be 20, 21 by now. Doing, uh... 21. Is Xanathar, how old are you? I, I, don't mean, I, don't, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's older than 21. 21? Okay, thank you. 21. 21? I mean, Z- Xanathar, do, do you know? What? Lass's daughter ain't twenty one, is she? She's not no. twenty one. No. Is she? Is she twenty one? Is she twenty one? But um, Ira Glass's daughter. Ira Glass's daughter. Ira Glass. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I recall describing her being in her twenties. Oh, what the the twenty? Huh. Okay, she should, be, and she's in her twenties. <laughs> we should. I, I think we should bring these clues to her. Maybe she can help us. No, no, I think we shouldn't do that. Um. Oh. Wait. What? What else have we got? We. Wait. What else is in Mad Meg's cave? We haven't searched around yet, have we? No. There is a locked oh, wooden box the, the and there chest. is a note. Um. Okay. I'm gonna go up to the box. And, Let me uh, break up open that box with my head. Can't get a concussion. Smash don't, it. Open. Don't. Do um. I'm gonna go over to the box and. uh... Oh god! I don't, how how do I get this fucking box open? Um, it's made of wood. Yeah. Probably not hard. Okay. I I, oh, big, I I know exactly what I'm gonna do. Idea? Uh, no, it's Paul. It's okay. Don't worry yourself. I take out my new longsword and I slam down the lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me a give me a strength check with advantage. Like with the stats from the sword. No, this isn't an attack. This is you oh, using okay. the sword. For, I'm giving you advantage because you're using the sword. So just a strength check. Okay, Harrison. Anything for you, darling? Uh, darling, uh, sweetheart. Uh, Fourteen. Baby, darling. Fourteen. Baby, darling. You, kitten. You, uh, <sighs> you knock the lock off of this box with your sword, and it pops open, and in it are are several pairs of earplugs. And look at this—a pair of fake Jordans. Throws it away. <laughs> Wait, no, I need those. Wait, 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 we could resell those. Those J's are good. They're still good. <laughs> no way. But earplugs. earplugs. Do you think this has something to do with the monster? I think so. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I definitely think so. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Sorry. Sorry. Yes, guys. I didn't tell you about this, did I? Did I, I didn't mention anything about this. Okay. You didn't tell us shit. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. Okay, everybody but Beauregard coming to this corner. <laughs> I, I thought I was part of the gang. You're letting no. the beholder in, but not me? Yeah, yeah. Xanathar's <laughs> go, cool. Xanathar's go fucking go, badass. Go stand at the mouth Xanathar, of the cave. keep one of your eyes on him. Keep one of your eyes on him and make sure he doesn't come in the circle. I'll do look keep, out. The Xanathar says, I'm, I'm not doing that, but I'll come keep, in the corner with you. Keep one of your <laughs> opening scene of men in black alien eyes looking behind you at him. Yeah. No, Beau- Beauregard goes and stands by the mouth of the cave, and everyone else okay, guys, so, in the corner. So, so when I when I when Beauregard fucked me, when he fucked me and left me for dead with, with I didn't trolls, fuck you for shit, Whoa. man. These allegations Whoa. are false. <laughs> when that happened, I I, I dove into a, I I dove into a snowbank because the trolls aren't very smart. Distracted him, 
and and Meg was there. That the 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 Mad Meg was there, and she had earplugs in. And I here, you see this, and I lift up my my arm to show the patch of, of fur that I grabbed off myself. <laughs> this she had earplugs in. And she was telling me like like to to be really quiet and put it. So I so I shoved my own hair in my ears. Um, that's all the context I have. But re- re- that right something. What do you think, Big Paul? Televenus. Well, I think that's a good idea, man, but I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't think those headphones can fit in my big ears now, you know? Your ear holes are, like, one size bigger than Ear holes are ginormous. <laughs> you know, Tiny Dying Man lives in a mansion now, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm going to do it. All right, I'm going to do it. Like, why not, right? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Do you put the earplugs in? Yeah, I put the earplugs in. I say, I, I mean, I guess, like, let's write to each other on paper? I don't know, but yeah, all right. <laughs> Spoons, you put these earplugs in your ears, and you know how when, like, like when the air conditioner starts, and you get used to it after a while, and you forget it's there until it stops, and then that noise goes away, and even though you thought it was silent before, it wasn't, and now it's, like, truly silent? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, it's like that. You put these earplugs in, and you're, like, baffled that you hadn't been noticing this sound before. That there has been like this low droning song in the background this entire time you've been in hell and for the first time since entering the city you are no longer hearing it and you can remember everything you you remember this monster you remember <laughs> seeing it you remember fighting it in the graveyard you remember what it looks like you remember its heads you remember everything about it now now that this silent song has been cut off whoa alone with my thoughts at last Hello. Hello. Ta- I-, I tap his head with my giant crinkly monkey finger. Ah! Hey, what's going on? You okay? I hear like <laughs> Paul. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. You can't hear him at all. Yeah. Paul. I think Spoons, it's working. Do you want us? Do you want us to put them on? Do you get any? Do you? You want should put the earplugs in. Okay, I, I wobble over, all the stink lines going around, I put them in my ears. I don't really notice a difference at first because I already can't hear shit, but, you know, see what happens. Yeah, it works for you too, you can remember this monster now. Put on the fucking earplugs, everybody put on some earplugs. Go Xanathar, I don't know what you use to hear, but put on the earplugs. The Xanathar puts a pair of earplugs in one of his folds, uh, the town master puts them in his ears. Beauregard, they're dangerous for you. Don't put them in. I, I, whatever. Okay. Uh, the telemaster puts them in and immediately his eyes go wide and he's like, oh my God, so many people have died. Holy shit. How did I forget all of them? And the Xanathar is trembling and he's like, I, I knew I had guys. I knew I had guys working for me. Where did they go? Um, and all of them are sort of looking around. You don't hear that, though, because you all have earbuds in it. You yeah. can't hear shit. Uh, I, I don't have them in. What's going on? Oh, yeah. Huh? He, yeah, Paul hears that. Can I, can I climb up Paul and, like, shove my fists in his ears? Would that be big enough? <laughs> uh, you can try shoving your fist in his ears, but there's still too much air getting through. Just like when Spoons put his, uh, <laughs> his hair in his ears, uh, it, it doesn't work as well as the real thing. Uh, oh. Okay, I'm gonna go um into uh because I don't have my shit. I'm gonna go over to Eugene's pack and like point to it and like like can I go in there like just just sort of pointing to it over and over again. I start shaking my head and I just open I, it myself. 
Okay, I, I look inside and reach and I grab at his bedroll. <laughs> I look at him very confused. And I, I nod, and then while locking eyes with him, I rip it in half. <laughs> I'm going to punch him in the jaw. <laughs> no, I start shaking my head. And say, okay, okay, but yeah, you can still punch me, uh, I guess. Yeah, give me, give me, a, give me an unarmed attack. <laughs> 19 uh, plus 6, 25. Oh my god! Yeah, that four definitely damage. hits four, four damage. damage. You take four damage as your jaw gets knocked like inward just a little bit. You have a bit of an overbite now, spoons. <laughs> um, I like spit out a tooth and I go like, Ugh. and then I crawl. I just start cl- shrugging, I, just like. Huh? I I climb up Big Paul and shove the two sides into his ears. <laughs> yeah, I think that works. And Paul, you can no longer hear, but like every everyone else, um, you you can now uh. Uh, remember this monster, oh, and whatever shit. memory tricks it's been playing on you are, are now over. That monster's fucking me up, man. I remember everything. So there's still I, one uh, thing in this room you haven't looked at yet. Yeah, I, I grab some blood from the corner of my mouth, like a bunch of blood, and I write in the, uh, what is the last thing? It's the note. I, I, I put in the sand, in the sand, in the sand, in the snow. In the snow. I, I put. Well, you're, draw, you're in a cave, so like on okay. the stone, probably. On the stone, I put a big red red arrow for my blood pointing towards the note. <laughs> <laughs> I, grab yeah. the, I grab the note. Everyone huddles around. A big red arrow. And, and it says, um, it says, Dear monkey, I'm sorry I couldn't wait any longer for you. I'm sure you've realized by now the monster is eating people and stealing all memories of them. Uh, it also uses the same power to hide itself. For some reason, you are immune to the first power, but not the second. I, I don't quite know, but I-, I believe because of that you can help us. I've been observing the monster as best I can for weeks, and it seems that with each victim it grows a little bit. Judging by its rate of growth and by the ship coming to receive the Xanathar shipment in two days, I can confidently say the monster will be ready to surface and invade the world outside hell on outside hell, not hell. <laughs> that's written there. Hell is crossed out and replaced with hell. <laughs> on, on, on the day of the shipment, I've explored its tunnels. It's growing everywhere underneath town. I haven't found the main body yet, but I can only imagine it must be ginormous now. Although I think I can make an educated guess as to where it is. After all, there aren't many places in town that lead straight down into the earth. The only thing I haven't figured out is where it came from in the first place. But there's no time now. I'm leaving to face it myself. But should you come here oh, and no. find this note, I encourage you to come after me. Gods know I'll need the help. You showed me the other day that you know how to counter its song, so make sure to show your friends too. Howl needs your help. And then it ends. I, I look at everyone. <laughs> we all, we all pog at each other. <gasps> oh. Oh. Um, wait, oh, um, wait. I begin to do a. Uh, uh, I, I use some of Spoon's blood and I draw a picture of the well. You draw start, a very convincing uh, picture of the well? Sure. Yeah. Do you want me to do a performance check or something? <laughs> <laughs> Hyper realistic blood drawing of a well. But then I draw, um, I draw the, uh, the NPR logo. In my blood. <laughs> I say, I snap my fingers. I go, oh, uh, I, I I draw like a little, I draw a little stick figure of like a little, a little scientist. I draw a Rick Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> I, I nod vigorously, nod vigorously. 
I, I draw I put glasses on Rick and then I point at it kind of confused. Like I start this. I start nodding, I start nodding, I start nodding. Oh, and then I go ahead and I draw like um pictures of jars. I'm gonna just write in in blood, in my own blood, and I bit and I bit my thumb. I'm gonna just write <laughs> I don't think we need to have the, the earplugs on at all times. I'm gonna draw a big funny ogre and point at it. <laughs> I think Ani might be onto something. <laughs> I look at Ani and I shake my head solemnly with my I close my eyes. Mm -mm 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 -mm. No. Uh, I draw uh, you first. <laughs> you draw you first. <laughs> yeah. I draw Ani and then I put the number one and then. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll take out my <laughs> ear things. You take out your earplugs and. Uh... You this this song starts to to creep its way into your brain again, and the memories of this monster's appearance fade from your mind. But you do remember that the earplugs worked, mm. and so you have that knowledge. And uh, I put thumbs up or thumbs down with my hand. Yeah, I'm gonna th thumbs up. I'm gonna nod my head, and I'm taking them out. <sighs> well, the Xanathar and the Townmaster take the the earplugs out and uh both of them sort of this sort of glazed look over comes over their eyes and the town master says oh my um i feel like i just forgot something really important oh god yeah, a big 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 monster killing all your townsfolk the it erases your memory of it it's pretty scary oh shit that sucks yeah like like 2000 people are gone man it's pretty what pretty fucked up Okay, yeah, I take, I take out mine. Uh, guy, maybe the town master should have them in at all times. I mean, I can't, I, I can't hear jack shit anyway. But nah, it's yeah, fine. it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just like a side character NPC. It's probably not that important that I'm in the loop at all moments. Okay, that's not a good way to. That's not a good way to live your life, town master. But okay, yeah. more power to I you. I will. I believe in a life of servitude. I am the side character to everyone else's protagonist. I yeah. help people in whatever way I can. That sounds like it comes from a place of of, of internalized self loathing. Are you okay? You really need like a fight I'm okay. club character I'm, type no, arc, you know? No, that's okay. He he looks around and he says, "Wow, this is a pretty cool cave. Whose cave is this?" Oh fuck! What August? What do you got? Oh, f oh fuck! Okay, yeah, we got a motor, guys. The you don't you don't get it? Whose cave is this? Oh, the hag, no. the hag, the hag guy. It means she lost. She fucked up. Huh? Oh, all right, all right, what, you, what are you saying? What are you saying, man? The hag done got eight. It by means the freak. that she, It means that she lost. That she went to fight oh, and she lost. Oh, 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 oh! Yeah, you're right. Oh God, we gotta start motoring. We gotta find out where this fucking yeah, we, thing let, is. Let, we, we gotta find we gotta, out what we, that thing yeah. is. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Come on. Let's all right, go come to on, that podcaster, man. Ira Glass. Let's roll. So you're going to go to Glass's house? Yeah, you have a few clues, you have the well, you have this maybe possible connection between the, the missing Abby Fortner and Dr. Glass and his daughter. His name is Sam Glass, by the way, not Ira Glass. <laughs> I, 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 I get the bit there, but I, I do want to make sure you understand that his name isn't actually Ira Glass. Middle name. Um, Ira's his middle name. <laughs> Sam, Sam Ira Glass. Ira Glass. Yeah. Sam yeah, that's, that's true, that's right. Actually, his first name is Samira, he split in half. The um <laughs> the uh the, the town is or the, the snowstorm has stopped. Uh it's uh it's probably afternoon on day five now, but you, you climb down this mountain, you walk around, 
honestly, you're 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 scaling down the side of a mountain. This probably takes you until evening, not afternoon. Um, and you you get to the entrance to Taud. These big double stone doors and the big stone wall are wide open. Um, the old hobgoblin man who used to be sitting in the window there is gone. What the fuck? Oh, Where the hobgoblin go? This oh, fucked up. <laughs> you can you can walk through these doors. Tall Venus sort of crouches to get underneath. Mm. And yeah, you walk to the house of Sam Glass, the doctor's house, the apothecary's. And um, do you knock on the door? Or do you just barge in? What do you do? No, we're not knocking on the door. Fuck that. Knock on it with my head slashed and open. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you okay? I'm Tall you, Venus. <laughs> tall Venus smashes through the Venus. door like fucking juggernaut uh, <laughs> and I scream and, uh, I'm Tall Venus <laughs> <laughs> and um you you can hear the, the, the familiar sound of, of spoons hitting a bowl of stew coming from the <laughs> kitchen <laughs> uh, uh okay so we're we're uh yeah so we go into the Continue into the into the kitchen living area. Yeah, you go into the. I guess it's like a dining room and kitchen are two different things. You go into the dining room where where um Doctor Glass and Madeline Glass are sitting, and he looks up and he says, "Oh, so you've barged into my house again? Wonderful to see you again, monkeys. Paul, you are very big. Tall Venus, um, you know it. I should clarify. I don't think the Xanathar is with you at this point. Oh I no! Mean, please, please let him be with us." <laughs> All right, fine. The Xanathar is just floating there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so th- this 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 gigantic group of the four of you, one of which is very big, Beauregard Venus, <laughs> the town master, and the giant fucking Xanathar are all <laughs> standing in this guy's dining room, and he says, "Okay, what is uh, what's can what I is like about? toss the files that we got over to him?" No, don't. Paul, turn around. Paul, turn around. I put the board on your back, Paul. Turn oh, yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Check this turn out. Turn. Starts flexing. No, don't do Shows the board. Oh my god. This, this is literally what fucking... the whole point is finding out what's going on. No, the whole Zan- point is just to- The Xanathar says, Okay, this is getting kind of awkward. I'm going to float out of here. <laughs> he floats I said, out of no, here. No, you're not, man. Uh, I pick him up like a basketball. <laughs> With one hand. No, beholders are very big, Paul. He's large, he's, still, yeah. he's about he's about your size right now. Oh. Um I think you try to grab him and dribble him on the ground, but he <laughs> evades your grasp and, and leaves this is, the this, house. This is another layer uh, to ball. Stupid Venus. eyeball man, I'm balling over here. <laughs> but the rest of you are still here. <laughs> Guys, um, monkey huddle, monkey huddle, monkey huddle. Monkey no, you have sh- you've shown him all this shit. Um Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the, the Xanathar floats away and as uh as Tall Bean, as Eugene is turning Tall Venus around to show his sort of Pepe Sylvia board to Doctor Glass, and uh, I got boxes full of Pepe. <laughs> Doctor Glass looks at it. He's, he sort of frowns a little and says, "Okay, um, all right, Madeline, would you mind giving us the room?" No, no I think says, Abby. No, no, can no. Stay. I think she should stay. Actually, uh, Madeline says, "Abby, what is uh, my name? Is Madeline?" Uh, Doctor Glass says, "Please th- let her, um, Madeline, go go upstairs." Um, I, she sort of looks around, confused. She says, "Oh, uh, oh, okay," and she heads upstairs. And he says, "Uh, this is all, um, who? This is all so sudden. Would you guys like some stew while we while we talk?" I'm all right. 
I'm good, fam. It's all right. I'll take some stew, actually. I'm, I'm really I'm really cold. I'll take some stew. Slurp it up right out of the bowl. You're going to have to get the whole pot for Paul. You're too big. You got to get the whole pot. No, wait. No, don't, don't, don't have stew. Don't have stew. Don't have stew. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my, my hand on his shoulder and uh, turn my... Uh, just sort of... My other hand will glow sort of hog colored. And you can see sort of... You can hear the noises of hogs coming out of it. And oh, say, oh, you're going to tell us what we want to know. Coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what I'm going to... Here, okay. Uh, he... he uh, he go, he goes to the kitchen and he he grabs some stew. Uh, he, he he goes he goes into the kitchen and he comes back out with uh with some bowls of stew and he, he gives one to Tall Venus and Eugene. Nobody eat the fucking and, stew. Um, and Beauregard mm-hmm. and and Townmaster and they're they're enjoy- it's it, you can taste it if you want. To, guys, it's a growing boy. Don't have the stew. I'm my, I'm saying this face to you guys. My face spirals open into the circular maw with teeth at every single end, <laughs> and I just oh my god. Yeah, what is wrong with you and people? Don't eat the, the stew! I pour the bowl into my mouth, and then after I digest it, the crackling red energy of the Eldritch Blast begins to formulate in my mouth. <laughs> oh my god. Don't eat the stew! My the jaw- I already poured it down my gullet. I already poured my it down my jaw. I don't know why you're being such a buzzkill. My upper jaw unhinges like a garbage can. <laughs> like, flips open. And I just- <laughs> I dump the soup into my mouth. Yeah, it's it's tasty stew. You you eat the stew. I don't know why you're being such a buzzkill, August. Does Ani drink any stew? I'll, I'll sip some stew. Ani sips some stew. He says, "See, it's just stew. It's just enjoy." I I wanted this to be like an interesting scene where we like sit around the table eating stew while we talk, but you all drank your stew all at once, and Spoons also isn't having any. So I guess it doesn't work quite like how I envisioned this scene going. But we can still sit around the table if you want. Yeah, yeah, sure, okay. uh, Paul, I'm gonna sit on your- you sit down on a chair, I'll sit on your head, huh? I sit down on a chair and immediately crush it. <laughs> <laughs> you sit crisscross applesauce on the ground of the shattered remains of his chair. Everyone else sits around the table. And Dr. Glass is sort of trembling. Um, and he says, I, um, I hoped I wouldn't have to talk about this again, but, um, yeah, um, Madeline's real name was Abby. Her mother died. I, I, I took Abby her Road? In. That's, that's, no. No, that's not true. Oh. Um, good job. You, you guessed it. Um, I did it. Sorry, this is sort of a touchy subject for me. It was a very, um, unpleasant experience. Um, her mother's death and... What? What is so? So what? You come in here to make fun of my to belittle my stew and and make me bring up these old memories? What do you want? How did how did her mother die? It's a uh, complicated sickness. Weird. Was it a horse related? Was sickness? it horse sickness? Yeah. <laughs> uh, spoons, give me a charisma check. Don't have my fucking sticker. No, you're uh, not. That's a... Dice love me. That's a 10. <laughs> he says, I, I don't know why you would say a horse-related illness. Uh, no, she got sick and died, and I, I took her her daughter in. Wait, so he, he said... born sickly, took... and then that she used... That when he prayed, she got better. Then... Is that what he said? That's something he said at the at the church. That's what I remember. Yeah, didn't you didn't didn't you, didn't you say she wasn't adopted back at the church, buddy? 
I'm gonna my hand will continue glowing hog hog colored. Just a bit brighter. Hog colored. He he twitches a little bit, like his eye twitches, like he's having a, a Phoenix Wright style breakdown. And he puts his head in his hands and he says, I uh yeah, that's right. Ma- Madeline she was sick and she got better. She she got better. I'll uh I'll tell you everything. Uh, yeah, do it. Madeline's mother, my wife, died in childbirth. Madeline was all I had and I was all she had, but she was always so sick. For five years straight, illness after illness. And on her sixth birthday, she was sicker than she'd ever been. She was going to die. With all my medical knowledge, there was nothing I could do to save her, but still I tried. And for the first time in my life, I prayed. I had taken my carriage to get some ingredients for medicine. But I I was so panicked, I couldn't think straight. It was dark and everything was moving so fast, I didn't... I didn't see them when they stepped in front of my carriage. A mother and her child. The mother was crushed instantly, trampled under my horse's hooves. I got out to help, she was dying, but not her daughter, who had merely fallen unconscious. A six-year-old girl, just like my Madeline. Almost identical. Do you understand? Oh, I get it, man. You're the horse accident. Baby swap. The gods gave me another chance. Another daughter. Her mother was already dying, broken and bruised, lying on the ground, and so I just watched. I watched as she died, and I watched as the old Madeline died as well, making room for the new, healthy one. I used the Book of Mind to tie up any loose ends and ease the transition, and before long it was as if this Madeline had always been my daughter. Years later, Ryan Milch, my apprentice, who you recall had sort of a relationship with Madeline, figured out what had happened. He confronted me, so of course... I I tried to do what I had to do, but he evaded me before I could deal a final blow. He escaped into the night with my book, the Book of Mind, and I haven't seen him since. Uh, He stands up and he heads back over towards the kitchen and he says, You know, before I came to Hal, I was a chemist by trade. I told you that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, my, uh... My poisons were infamous throughout all of Faerun, but that was a long time ago. I was young and wrong. I'm a better person now, you see? I've been serving the people of Hal as their doctor for over 20 years. I'm a good person, right? You're, you're a doctor who watched a woman die of something preventable? No, no, I've... I've... She was going di- to die, Spoons, but... What he did was worse. Spoons, I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to. But I... I have to. I just want to live a a, a normal, quiet life with my daughter. (laughs) I tighten my grip on the bag of beasts. I'm a family man. And all I want, no matter how much you or Ryan or any prying busybodies try to take it from me, and, um... He, he reaches, uh, he goes back into the kitchen and he comes back holding this, like, 
looks like a remote control. And he says, All I want is peace. And he presses down on this remote control. Um, all of you minus spoons, you feel this, like, like rumbling in your tummies. <laughs> um, and sort of, like, sparks going off. Uh, everyone take, uh, uh, 4d8, um, internal fire damage. Jesus. Oh my god. Oh god. Okay, not, not awful. I got 14 damage. And 18. Uh, 19. 19. Oh, shit. Uh, yes, you and Beauregard and the Townmaster, all of a sudden you feel this, like, like this explosion in your bellies as, as oh, but, this fire fills your bodies. Uh, oh, you shrink, you shrink back yeah. down to normal uh, size. Oh, damn oh, it, no. no. I'm just normal Paul <laughs> now. Oh. And, and immediately, as, as they are reeling from this pain, uh, Dr. Glass, who is this huge man, like six foot something, with this big Santa beard, describe him again. And Spoons, within, within seconds, he has his hands around your throat. Uh, no, no roll for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you can no. roll to not be choked to death. Uh, give me an opposed uh, or uh, constitution no, you, versus you know strength. What, what have I always done when I'm bound, Harrison? What have I always done? And what do I have my hands tightly wrapped around? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He has his hand. Everyone, you're sort of reeling from this pain, and uh, he has his hands around your throat, spoons. And what do you do? Uh, so, so I, um, loosen the grip of my hands slightly, pull them apart, and I roll my first D11 bag of beasts. Yes! <laughs> Give me a D11. <laughs> oh, please. Four. Four. Four <laughs> is a, a horse. <laughs> yes, so it just this explodes out oh, into him. So I, I try, I try, I try and open it like into him, like as close to his body as possible. You, you pull out the bag of beasts as his hands are around your throat, and you put it against his stomach, and you open up, and a horse comes out, and it slams into him and knocks him back into the table, and it goes, ah, karma. Uh, the rest of you are reeling from this pain and you manage to get up, except you notice the Talmaster isn't quite getting up. He's alive, but he seems a little more wounded by this than the rest of you. Um, and the uh, Dr. Glass says, fuck. Uh, and uh, he runs upstairs. Hogs after him. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. 